Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Giving you number 20. I've cheated a little bit on today's podcast and we are doing the Thompson Twins, a men and a sar. Let's go! Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Bryant, to Shaq! Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life! And he's Back out to Allen, his three-pointer, G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we're continuing our top 25 countdown of the most interesting, most fascinating, and potentially the most influential fantasy basketball players. And we are at number 20 today. And I have cheated a little bit here. I've got two players, but... You know, they came into the world together. They were drafted side by side together as well. So I've just lumped in together Amen and Asar Thompson as the number 20 players that we're going to be discussing today. Two rookies, two different teams that we're going to talk about, and two very impressive stat sets. So we're going to be discussing um, uh, opportunity for them to start the season. What can we actually expect for them? We've never obviously seen them in the NBA. Um, some of you might not know what they're good at, what they can do, what we can expect from them statistically. So we're going to go through that. And then also, I guess just the best and worst case scenarios with these guys, how high should we be drafting them and all of that jazz. Um, if you haven't already, go back and catch up 25 through 21. We've had some good uh, and very interesting players, I think, so far. And obviously, after today's podcast, 19 more to come. So make sure you check those ones out. Guys, I've also been dropping a lot of other content. So most recently, we have done a uh, first round. Uh, who should you pick in your first round? So going through my top 12 and a couple of honorable mentions for um, standard head-to-head category leagues. I will also be releasing later today a points league version of the same video. So who should you pick in a points league first round? So make sure you go and check those ones out as well. And plenty more content coming your way. But let's talk about the Thompson Twins. All right, so... Asar and Amen Thompson, obviously rookies coming to their first season. They're a little bit older as rookies, so both of them, obviously they're twins, so they're both 20.7 years old, so a little bit more experience on their side. If we look at their ADPs on Yahoo, we've got for Asar 141.5, Fantrax 136.8, ESPN 132.7. So all going around that 130 to 140 range uh, for Asar. And Amen is actually very similar here as well. So Yahoo 143.8, Fantrax 134, and ESPN 135.7. So Amen slightly going later than Asar, but the gap is close. And on Fantrax, Amen's actually going a little bit higher. 
So, But they are both of them, usually in most mock drafts I've seen as well, not going too far apart. I think as soon as you get outside, you're sort of top 120, top 125. They are fine players to be taking as a flyer. But how much can we actually expect from these Thompson twins? So the difficult thing about the Thompsons is obviously they're not coming from a traditional... Um, college or MBL or European League or anything like that. They're coming from the OTE program, the Overtime Elite program, which is a little bit different than most traditional pathways to the NBA. And there was a lot of skepticism coming into the draft about how well will their stats translate to the NBA. Because if we have a look at their stats here... They are very, very impressive, especially on the defensive end. So if we look at Asar Thompson in OTE, I think this is across about 26 games. He averaged 16.3 points, 1.13s, 6.9 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 2.7 steals, 1.3 blocks, 48% from the field and 66% from the free throw line. So great stats across the board, except for those free throw numbers there. The big highlight here is the steals and blocks. So, and and this, but mind you, this was all in less than 28 minutes a night. Now, again, I haven't been able to find, and I've searched a lot uh, for like a per uh, 100 possession numbers, So, but I haven't been able to locate that. If you do guys know a good website or somewhere we can locate some per 100 possession numbers for the OTE stats, I would love for you to drop that in the comments. I've been searching a lot so we can find exactly how fast the pace was in these kind of a games, and maybe that will help us um, correlate it a bit better to NBA pacing, college pacing, and things like that. That would... Um, be helpful in my confidence in projecting for these stats moving across to the NBA. But if we compare that to his brother, Amen, very similar, 16.3 points, exactly the same, 0.63, so slightly fewer threes, half a three less than his brother, uh, Asar. 6.4 rebounds, 6.2 assists, 2.3 steals, 0.8 blocks, 56.8 from the field, and 65.6 from the free throw line. So they are quite similar. The biggest difference here is Amen is a better finisher at the rim. He was an elite rim finisher there, so his field goal percentage reflected that. Uh, being 56.8% versus Asar's 48%. So nearly seven percentage points, uh, or sorry, nearly nine percentage points better from the field there. But Asar had better defensive numbers at 2.7 steals, 1.3 blocks. Both of them very similar in points, rebounds, assists. Amen is known as more of the guy who's going to play more of a traditional point guard role on the ball. So at least in his role in the NBA, you'd probably see a men's assist numbers a little bit higher than Asar's, especially Asar playing next to players like Ivy and um, Cade Cunningham. But the main difference is a men maybe slightly higher in assists, better field goal percentage. Asar probably better on the defensive stats and the steals and blocks. Specifically, he might shoot some more threes, but fewer uh, or worse field goal percentage as a result of that. I don't think he's going to be a great three-point shooter, but maybe slightly more than his brother, Amen. So those are what the stats looks like. Again, both of them around 28 minutes per night. So um, yeah, plenty of room for those minutes. Uh, if we ever see them crack higher than that, that would be incredible. But the question here is, okay, well, how well can those stats translate? But if we just look at, again, we were skeptical going into the draft. We were watching them closely in Summer League. And in Summer League, well, so far, they translated. In Summer League, Asar Thompson, it was, again, limited sample size, four games. But the defensive stats definitely translated. So in Summer League across four games, 
Asar Thompson averaged 13.5 points, 0.83, 10 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 2.3 steals, 1.8 blocks, 46.5% and 65% from the free throw line. So again, you're probably not going to see these guys score a whole lot, but it's the rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks uh, for Asar especially. I think those are going to be big. And again, a men only played the one game. So again, take this with a pinch of salt, of course. But in that one game, he put up 16 points, a, a three, four rebounds, five assists, three steals, and four blocks. So uh, again, those defensive numbers are screaming out to us. It is obviously dangerous to rely on one game sample size, but when you combine the defensive stats we saw in the overtime elite, just the footage and the film of their smarts, their um, their just ability against passing lanes, but also um, strip the ball off uh, live dribblers as well. I can see them being very good and very productive defensive players in the NBA. Um, so whilst I'm not projecting them to do 2.7 and 2.3 steals per game, you could see them at 1.5, 1.4 steals quite comfortably in limited minutes, getting maybe close to a block per game from guard-eligible players. Um, you could definitely see that if they're given the opportunity. So what can we expect from them? You're looking for decent rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks for both of them. Uh, maybe maybe one three per game from Asar uh, on poor efficiency, so poor field goal, poor free throws, so be mindful of that. I don't think it'll be on high volume, so that is something you could probably live without. Think of like an early days um, Lonzo Ball kind of type player. Maybe not quite the... Obviously, Lonzo Ball developed into a very good three-point shooter and his three-point volume was quite high. I don't think we'll see that early on, but think about that kind of stat set. Uh, I think in the NBA is what we can expect from potentially both of these players. Probably the steals and blocks numbers even better than, than that, in my opinion. Um... And with someone like an Amen, I think the field goal percentage will be actually not too bad compared to his brother, Asar. So those are kind of the numbers that we're expecting from them. If you, again, if you haven't, if you don't know much about the Thompson twins, those are the kind of stats that I'm expecting to come across. The biggest question, I think, however, obviously we're drafting them late. They're going late in drafts. They're flyers. I don't think I should, I would be reaching inside probably the top nine rounds for these guys, maybe in the 10th round. Again, we're going to be watching them very closely in preseason, whether or not they're going to be starting. There are some talks about, especially Asar starting, but what do we actually think about their rotation and how likelihood, the likelihood of them getting decent minutes in the um, in, in their respective teams? So we're going to talk about, I'm going to cut over here, and look at the depth charts for both the Pistons and the Houston Rockets. We'll start over at the Pistons. This is how I expect the Pistons to line up. I've kind of gone with, I guess, you could say a pessimistic look for the Pistons as well, but I do think there is a lot of upsides, and we'll go through this together. So point guard, you're going to get Cade Cunningham. Jaden Ivey, I think, is locked in at shooting guard. I think Duran's going to be locked in at the center. The question marks come here at the small forward and power forward position. So they could do one of two things, in my opinion. They could start Bojan Bogdanovic at the small forward and Isaiah Stewart at the power forward. I think that's more where I'm leaning at this stage. They could also move Isaiah Stewart to the bench and maybe play him as a backup power forward or set or center and move Bogdanovich to the power forward starting um, Asar Thompson at small forward. They could do that. At the moment, the way I've looked at it in terms of my projections, I don't think that will happen. So right now I've got Asar coming off the bench and playing behind Bogdanovich as the backup small forward. 
And I think in that role, you can expect a minimum, and this is a very pessimistic view, a minimum of 20 minutes per night. If you're seeing Boyan playing 28 minutes at the small forward, I've also projected Bagley and Wiseman to be in the lineup at this stage. I don't know if you're going to see both of them, but for the interest of this exercise, I've given them both 18 minutes, which means that Boyan can probably still play two minutes at the power forward to get his 30 minutes, which gives Asar an opportunity to get a minimum of 20 minutes off the bench as the backup small forward. This also um, gives us opportunity to give Monte Morris 13 minutes and either one of Joe Harris and Alec Burks the last rotation spot with a 15-minute-per-night roll in the NBA. So that's that's what I think you can expect from Asar Thompson in a minimum. Now, in 20 minutes per night, is he going to be someone that can blow away the top 120 numbers? No, I don't think so. I don't think that will be enough, but it might be enough for him to get top 160, top 170 numbers, which if you can wait and sort of see how things go, gives him at least the opportunity to sort of settle into um, the opportunity to maybe improve on that as the season goes on. Because I think the Pistons will discover soon enough, if that is the way that they're going to go, that having these four bigs out on the court at any given time, two bigs out on the court at any given time is not going to be the way to go. So... A couple of upside things that could happen with this lineup. Well, we could just see James Wiseman or Marvin Bagley not play. They might not be in the rotation at all. So you could free up a full 18 minutes here, which can go to players like Asar Thompson. It could go to players like Jalen Duran, Isaiah Stewart might play a bit more. Maybe instead of 18 minutes, this is more like 14 minutes and you're playing you know, more Bojan at the four and that gives... a Asar Thompson an extra four minutes per game, so you could get him as high as 24. I think that that is more likely. Like, let's say, for example, these guys play 16, or or we play 14 minutes here. We also get James Wiseman a little bit at the center, so we give him another two minutes, so he's got 16 minutes in total. We replace this by um, going him down to another 16 minutes, so you freed up another four minutes per game there. And that can go towards Asar Thompson. So I think worst case scenario, you're going to see Asar playing 20 minutes. I think a more likely scenario is something like this, where he plays 24 minutes per night with the upside that they just say, Isaiah Stewart, you're not a 28 minute a night guy. You're someone that's playing more like 22 or 24 minutes per night. Let's say he plays 22 minutes. um, And again, you're going to play more Bojan Bogdanovic at the power forward. So that gives this one an extra six minutes. So there's eight, making this 20. And then you've got Asar Thompson already getting close to 30 minutes per night, which is something that equals that total amount of minutes. So it, it is very easy for me to make the case that Asar Thompson makes his way up to 30 minutes a night, even if he's not starting, just because I think the clunkiness of Marvin Bagley, James Wiseman, Isaiah Stewart at that power forward center position is, it's just, it's super clunky, right? I don't think that they're going to be successful in this. The worst case scenario, if we go back a few things was them both playing 18 minutes a night um, and then force-feeding that, seeing what they have. So I think that could be something you see early in the season. You might need to put up with a 20-minute-per-night Asar Thompson to begin with. Um, So that's the worst case. The best case is he he can get up to 30 minutes per night. I don't see exactly why that shouldn't be the case. And this is, again, not accounting for any injuries. So 34-year-old Bojan Bogdanovic, does he, you know, pick up some injuries and things like that? Some players um, like Wiseman and Bagley have had issues staying healthy and and that sort of a thing. So there is a very easy case for me to say that Asar Thompson gets 
a lot of minutes, and that's just at the small forward position. You could also see, again, him playing some shooting guard or maybe even some backup point guard minutes if Monty Morris is not doing his thing. So um, I think those are the biggest things. I've named here the X factors for this are the Wiseman-Bagley situation. So what are they doing with that? How much are they going to really force this thing to be a thing? Um, and the other things that I haven't got here on this lineup, I haven't got Killian Hayes um, or Burks is what that should say. Um, I haven't got Alex Burks. Well, either Alec Burks or Joe Harris plays. Do they want to play both of those guys? I don't really think that that would be the case. That would make this an 11-man rotation and not many NBA teams do that. If they do that, I think that that would be at the expense of one of these big guys and they play more Boyan at the four, which again, I don't think affects Asar Thompson at the end. So I am very confident that he plays a minimum of 20 minutes a night to start the season with the potential for that to be as high as 30 minutes per night. So I'm very confident and it's very easy for me to find the rotation minutes for Asar Thompson to get the minutes that I think he requires to be a standard league player. So if he was playing 30 minutes a night, I think the top 100 is easily within his grasp. Um, if I was to say that um, Asar Thompson was playing the same amount of minutes as someone like a Scoot Henderson, I think from a per game and a per minute perspective, uh, Asar Thompson would produce better fantasy numbers. Now, they'd be different. It would be less scoring, probably fewer assists, but the steals, blocks, the rebounds would probably be better. Um, And in that situation, I think that he's going to be a better fantasy player. It'd be for certain builds, but again, we're not going to draft him as high as someone like a Scoot Henderson is going because we're not as confident in his minutes projections um, this year. If we look at the Houston Rockets depth chart, it's a little bit more confusing. So, This is what I've got here is what if I was coaching the team, what I would do. I don't necessarily know if this is what's going to happen. This projection here, this depth chart has me going then with a nine-man rotation, which not many teams the NBA do during the regular season. But again, if we go through it, Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, and Alperen Shangun as their starters. I kind of think that that's locked in pretty much. Um... And I don't really see a man having the opportunity to start at any point. Different to how I think Asar Thompson could easily quite uh, could quite easily start either ahead of one of these two players. I don't really see a man cracking the starting lineup at any point because, again, it, it just it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. His biggest chance is if Dylan Brooks is doing dumb shit, but he, again, he's a good perimeter defender, he's a good vet, and they're going to try and start to, I guess, put some wins on the board for this team, and I think he probably does that a bit better than a man, at least to start the season. So, I don't see much of an argument to see a man starting, but the scenario where he could get minutes close enough to what we need him to do is if they do go with a nine-man rotation, you've got Fred Van Vliet playing 35, a man should soak up all the backup minutes behind there. So, that's 13 minutes right there. You've got Jalen Green, and now that Kevin Porter Jr. is not going to be playing on this team, you really don't have much of a backup two there as well. So could we see a bit of a three-guard rotation between Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, and Fred Van Vliet in that one and two spot? And you've got two of those guys on the court at any given point. I've also thrown Dylan Brooks here. He might slide down to the two at some point if you really want to facilitate some of these bigger lineups with Tate, Tari Eason, Jabari Smith, Shangun, and things like that. 
So this is the scenario that if they do want to run a nine-man rotation, that you could see a Men Thompson getting as high as maybe 25 minutes per night. And in 25 minutes per night, a Men Thompson could definitely be someone that you have on your fantasy roster. He could be 120 in that time given his um, great permanent production in steals, blocks, and assists. So I think that that would be enough to get him there. Now, in that situation, I haven't got someone like an Aaron Holiday playing any minutes, so we need to watch him in regards to a Men Thompson. Is there a plan to still play someone like an Aaron Holiday? Um, I've also got Cam Whitmore and Jeff Green out of the rotation in this scenario. I don't know if they necessarily affect a man too much, but what it might do is if they do want to play those guys, maybe you do see some more Dylan Brooks or Tate minutes at the two. Again, I don't know if that's really what you want to do. You're getting a lot of uh, maybe non-shooters out there. Maybe if it is Jeff Green... But I think that Jeff Green would more cut into someone like a Landale's minutes or something like that. Maybe you play him as a small ball center. So I'm less concerned about that part of the rotation affecting someone like an Amen Thompson. But what we really want to do to see whether or not Amen's going to get enough minutes is just double check on what Aaron Holiday is doing to start the season, to start in the preseason games. Um, is he kind of in that first nine or ten players off uh, on the court? Or... Are they going to be going with Amen Thompson basically backing up both the point guard and shooting guard positions? Because I think the rest of the lineup is pretty set. I mean, Dylan Brooks, 28, but two minutes there, so 30 minutes all up for him. Jay Sean Tate, we can't forget about him. I think he probably plays 18 to 20 minutes. Tari Eason, again, 18 to 20 minutes backing up small forward and power forward. Jabari Smith, 30 minutes there, maybe a couple minutes as a small ball center. And then you've got Shangun and Landau making the most of the rest of those center minutes. So I think all of that is pretty self-explanatory. Again, this is why I'm, again, I don't necessarily see Tari Eason being a player that cracks into a huge minute role this season because you do have Brooks and Jabari Smith there and their spacing compared to a Tari Eason I think is very important if you're going to run Shengun out there a lot who, again, probably needs some spacing around him. Um, but that lineup could be a little bit more flexible, especially that front court. But again, I don't know if you're really force-feeding Aaron Holiday minutes over someone like an Amen Thompson. He was a number three pick in the draft. Uh, Sorry, no, number four pick in the draft. So they obviously rate him quite highly. Um, The Kevin Porter Jr. absence has really opened things up for Amen. Before this, it was very hard to sort of get Amen minutes close enough for him to be fantasy relevant. But now you could definitely see that. But in this rotation, it really does hinge on the fact of whether or not they do want to go with a nine-man rotation or a 10-man rotation. A 10-man rotation does make it quite tough for Amen Thompson to get the minutes that he needs. Um, so that is definitely something for us to watch early in the season and also in the preseason. So overall, I think both players are very much players that you can take in the final three to four rounds of your draft. I have more confidence in Asar Thompson getting the minutes at some point and maintaining that throughout the season. I think that the Kevin Porter Jr. absence definitely opens things up for a man. But again, it's going to come down to the fact of whether or not it's a nine or a 10-man rotation. Most teams run 10-man rotations during the regular season. So I'm expecting for him to maybe not get the minutes. But again, it's really only Aaron Holiday. Like, are you really making Aaron Holiday play every game? Um every night in the rotation. I don't necessarily know if that's going to be the case. So one to watch. Definitely, I still think at this case, before we've seen any preseason action, that I would be taking Asar over Amen Thompson um, just because of the confidence I have in him getting opportunity. But I think both of these players, especially if you're looking for those rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, you can definitely take a swing on them in the last three rounds. I wouldn't be pushing earlier 
I definitely wouldn't be pushing into rounds nine and above. Again, I talked about this with a few guys. If you're really, really keen on these guys and they fit your team to a perfect point, you can grab them in round 10 and get a more boring, safe player in round 11 as the first player on your bench. But otherwise, perfect spots to get these guys is first player on your bench, second player on your bench, um, and then you've got a really good upside player. I think... By halfway through the season, these guys are going to be on every fantasy rosters, but it's just whether or not you can hold them at the start of the year whilst the teams kind of work out and tinker with their rotations. So definitely one to monitor early in the season. But let me know down in the comment section, what are you guys thinking with the Thompson Twins? Do you think that you're going to be targeting them in your drafts coming up for fantasy basketball season? We're going to talk about number 19 in a second, and I'm going to give you guys a big hint um, to what it is. You can guys can guess in the comment section. But before we do, make sure if you haven't already, go and check out M- uh, ballboysmba.com and grab yourself a season guide. I've got my top 150 categories, points rankings, top 250 projections, my top 250 dynasty rankings as well. Um, drop in a couple of fantasy basketball articles over there as well. And during the season, we're going to be doing some Fantasy basketball Q&As for all the members over there. So go and check that one out, guys. Number 19. Well, who is it? Here is your hint. Number 19 is a guy who has per minute upside out the door. He also has very little competition for him ahead of the position or behind him at his position. So the opportunity is right there in front of him. However... I don't think he's very good, um, and I don't think that he is def- uh, in the team's plans for the future. So how much confidence can we have in this player getting 28, 30 minutes a night? We'll talk about it in the next podcast, guys. So get your guesses in down in the comment section. Who do you think it is? Permanent monster, but I don't think he's very good, but he has opportunity. Who is it? Let me know down in the comments, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.